Hey everyone, this is episode 50 of a Nerd Name Mark podcast. It also falls on the one year anniversary of the show starting. A um, little editor note before we get into the episode. This is actually going to be all about the Xbox uh, game showcase that just happened last week. It was recorded briefly after the show ended. I took notes and this and that. And I had some audio issues, so it's taken me a good, you know, couple that because of work and everything else took me a while to try and like fix the issues i had a lot of it had to do with a lot of spikes in volume cutting out completely for some reason and then i couldn't actually open the file at one point because what i do is when i record i always export the audio as an mp3 and then i also take the audio and save the whole entire thing as a project just in case when i'm editing if something happens i have a raw audio version of it to go back in and fix anything so it was a lot of piecing together, a lot of stuff had to get cut out, and then trying to make it seem very seamless, like it was all in one cohesive thing and not just jumbling around with cuts here and there mid-sentence. But now it's it's done, it's good, so you're finally going to get the final rough edit of it, because I was actually just going to take the raw version of it and put it up, but even the raw version had some issues, so I don't know if it was my USB port messing up with the mic, but it's fixed. So hopefully you guys enjoy episode 50 of a Nerd Name Mark podcast, and we're going to jump right into the Xbox Game Showcase and everything that was talked about. Hey everyone, oh, so guess what? We got the Xbox Game Showcase, which after Sony's happened, everyone was, you know, all eyes were on Microsoft, like what games are going to show, what gameplay we're going to get, and right off the bat, I'm going to tell you, this was actually a great showcase in the standpoint of not the games announced per se, but just Windows, Microsoft Game Pass, just like, mm, so good. It was the star of the show. And I'm going to talk about that, but I have everything in like a chronological order as they're announced. So if you watched already, you'll know the order in which everything I'm going because right off the bat, we got Halo Infinite. And so we got about like eight plus minutes or so of gameplay. It was actually, it looked really good. I don't think it really showed, like, the power of the next-gen console. Uh, and it is, like, it's just, it's a Halo game. I'm a big fan of Halo. I'm a fan of Gears of War. I'm a fan of a lot of Xbox franchises. And so, for me, this appealed to me. Like, right off the bat, because it's open world. looked like it was going to be a lot of fun. And, right, like they said, it was going to be on Game Pass, and it's coming out this holiday season. I noticed one of the newer characters, the pilot, was really hilarious and funny. So, like, that kind of that appealed to me. I was like, oh, great. We're going to have, like, a little funny sidekick, so to speak. I don't know how much he's going to be in the game itself. But it was like, okay, we can finally get, like, a nice little, like, sidekick. Kind of like a Zeke to in um, Infamous and other games, too. But that was, like, the first thing that came to my mind. Uh, the only downside is nothing really on multiplayer nothing on how co-op's gonna work and like the real open world nature of it is it gonna be like a gta style one is it gonna be about like you know like a witcher like are there gonna be a lot of side missions and you continue the main story so there's a lot of stuff not given out in an information form uh i did think like it's kind of cool we're actually on a halo ring so it's like all right this is this is you know an interesting direction they're going in um also there's no like unlike like Halo ODST and this and that, like we don't, it's not a numbered game. So I'm like, okay, I'm obviously we're gonna get a lot more information down the road. But as of right now, 
you know, we know it's holiday 2020. We know it's open world and we know it's on Game Pass. So <laughs> right off that, it's going to be on Game Pass. And we, um, that's the appeal. Like I said, that's going to be like the main, like, focal point of the whole entire this not just my review of it but everything they talk about is game pass game pass game pass game pass when xbox game services are there that's their future that's how they're they're changing the medium for playing games and how games are going to be available and next up we got a very cinematic trailer right off the bat you know they showed a zombie deer someone in the woods possibly hunting and this and that and right after that i was like is this gonna be state of decay and it was it was state of decay 3 nothing really given no gameplay just a quick little cinematic teaser trailer not even a trailer per se just a video clip and i was like all right i guess we're gonna get more information down the road obviously it's gonna be on game pass so there you go that's gonna be the main magic word of this whole entire like thing i think I'm going to be saying Game Pass a lot. So if you like drinking games, don't drink every time I say Game Pass. It's not going to be good for you. Next up, Phil Spencer is on the screen. He's talking about Game Pass. Like I said, he literally says every game shown today can be played via Game Pass. That, like, right off the bat, I was like, okay, you're, uh, I wonder how many games you're going to announce. This is going to be pretty good. I'm really, really intrigued by this because I've been a big, like, flag bearer and on the side of Microsoft saying Game Pass as a service really helped Microsoft and the Xbox this generation. And then right after that, right after that, we got a little, he talked about how there's a new Forza Motorsports in development, and they showed a trailer which was used with in-game footage. Now, this looked really fucking good. And I personally am not a big motor, motor sports like fan, like Forza style, like the racing simulator ones, like Gran Turismo, some of that. I like Horizon need for speed i mean i'll dabble on a nascar game here and there but other than that like i'm not a big fan of those type of racing games like horizon for me is like my go-to fours like franchise but i'm not going to deny the visual quality of that that looked just very good and i was thoroughly amused by it so right after we got the announcement of you know forza and we got into their studios new ip that they started um, it's called Everwild. It's it seems very like mystical animal spirit like based type of a game from a story standpoint, like with magic and stuff like that. Um, the art style was kind of like the cell shaded gradient type. It's it's good art style. It's not really my appeal for like playing a video game. But then again, I've been proven wrong because when I saw games like Journey and a few others that had that kind of art style. I was like, ah, I'm not going to really enjoy games like that. That's like not visually appealing, but then they end up being great games. So I'm sure, you know, honestly, once again, because of Game Pass, like if it wasn't for Game Pass, I probably wouldn't check this game out. But because it is going to be on Game Pass, I will definitely, you know, check it out. It's intriguing to me. Not a lot of information was given. Like I said, they're, it's kind of like they're just doing like boom, boom, boom. Here's a gameplay. Here's some trailers, like announcements, but no real like deep dive into everything about the games. The next one, though, Dot Nod has a new IP called Tell Me Why. Right off the bat, this already appeals to me because it looks like like it has like I'm getting the Life is Strange vibes 100% from this. And I love Life is Strange. And 
it's one of the few games where it's actually going to be on Xbox One, Series X, and Windows PC via Game Pass, and Chapter 1 of it, so it is episodic, which also gave it Life is Strange, you know, vibes, is going to be August 27th. So next month, uh, we'll be able to play Chapter 1, and I don't know how many chapters total there's going to be. It might have been said. I might have actually, like, missed that. I didn't go back and rewatch the game showcase at all. Like, I took notes while I was watching it, and... So yeah, this is definitely, like, so far, besides Halo, and I love State of Decay, but nothing was really shown, this is the first game that I've been shown that I'm like, okay, I'm definitely going to play this. Like, this is happening. Like, I'm going to play, tell me why. And then, Ori and the Will of the Wisps from Moon Studios showed next. It's getting a new upgrade there. It's going to get, you know, a 20... 120 hertz refresh rate in 4k they're basically all it is is upgraded graphics and performance both from gameplay and audio and while i did start playing this game because it is on game pass um it really wasn't my cup of tea i like i had fun with it i didn't finish it it's just i, I think it might have been will the wisps i don't know there's two ori there's like the blind forest and the will the wisps so i played one of them i both installed still so i might go back and um check them out but yeah i was just like this is the first like game we've really been shown that's like technically not a new game it's a game that's been out and it's just getting upgraded and so i was like uh, i was like I'll, I'll check it out eventually you know it's not on my list of top 10 things i need to like play you know this fall and then uh, i saw like outer worlds has new dlc the peril of gorgon they showed that it was a funny trailer um, I never played Outer World. I have it installed. Um, the one thing I noticed about this is it's coming out September 9th. And it's not really a game. Like, you know, it's DLC. And the DLC is not going to be on Game Pass. They said that the base game will be on Game Pass. But the DLC, you'll get a 10% discount if you are using Game Pass. So right off the bat, I was like, okay, we're getting shown DLC that I don't really like care about right now. Like, I haven't finished Outer World. Like, it's been on my list since it came out. I just really haven't sat down and played it because I've been playing other games. Which, this is strictly about the footnote. This is just the Xbox game showcase. There is going to... Episode 51 will be a normal episode again because I got a lot of comic book stuff to talk about and video game stuff to talk about. So, don't worry. There will be another episode, um, you know, next week. So, yeah. Okay. So, next up, we get grounded from Obsidian. Now, right off the bat, like, this has already been kind of, like, shown online and this and that. So, we kind of already knew this game was going to be, you know, there. And it's a lot of co-op and crafting. It's basically Honey, I Shrunk the Kids in, like, Ark or um, Seven Days to Die, like, mixed together. And it's going to be coming out July 28th on Game Pass for PC and Xbox. Uh, I'm definitely going to play this. Just because it looks like a lot of fun. I do have an affinity for like open world sandboxy crafting games with survival added into them. Like I loved Ark. Um, I like Seven Days to Die. Stuff like that. So it's like I'm going to I'm gonna enjoy this. It looks fun. And Honey, I Shrunk the Kids is a classic. Like how can like I feel like it's one of those games that's going to appeal to a lot of people. You're going to get the people like in my age demographic that grew up on Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I want to play that. You're going to get the people who like open world and crafting. You're going to get the people who like crafting and co-op. And yeah, so July 28th, that's coming up. So I think that's like, what, next week? So I'm pretty sure I'm going to go and add the pre-install on Game Pass so it'll download the day it comes out. 
And I also like that, you know, just to troll a bit, there's a little Battletoads figure at the end. That was uh, pretty cool. And to continue with Obsidian, they showed that they are working on a new RPG from the ground up. Uh, I missed the name of whatever it was called. It looked really intriguing because Obsidian has a track record. I think, you know, they're making an RPG. It's going to be good, you know. But sadly, I missed the name of it. I didn't go back through to rewatch it um, until there's actual, you know, more to show. I'm not going to get too deep into hype for games because it's it's in the works so it's not coming out this year it's just you know i assume this will probably be a game at least minimum a year out maybe two years even and then next up we got as dusk falls and nothing nothing was really shown it's like it's a interior night new game from them and i literally wrote no nothing really shown honestly i'm not really intrigued buy it but closer to release if something is shown that gets me hooked i'll try it out because like there's that level of like okay i'm not like i wasn't intrigued by it but there's something mysterious about nothing really being told to me that i'm like okay i kind like i'm kind of curious to find out more but as of right now i'm like eh we'll pass on that and then i feel really bad because this game the next game senua's saga like hellblade 2 from ninja theory and i've been keep telling myself i'm gonna play hellblade i have it installed i installed it i bought it when it came out i'm like i'm gonna play this and this time around they did like kind of like a developer diary type announcement for it it takes place in iceland it's running on unreal engine 5 so right off the bat i'm like this is gonna be very a very good looking and very technically sound game hopefully and they actually launched their Ninja Theory is going to have on their YouTube channel. Uh, they're going to have developer diaries to, for the game. So you can go and see how they went to Iceland, locations, and this and that. And I'm like, definitely, definitely going to check that out. Like, that's, and it kind of motivated me more to go back and play the first Hellblade. So I'm probably going to start doing that next week at some point. But yeah, so that, like right now, like, that's, you know, that was definitely something that caught me off guard i was definitely like okay i'm i'm gonna play this um and it's gonna be on game pass because everything shown today is on game pass so i'm like that's amazing next up is psychonauts 2 from double fine and right off the bat they tried to hook me in jack black doing voice work and singing the song that was playing while they were showing it but man the game looks fun but that's not my gameplay style i'm not big on the platform style games anymore like yes i played a lot of them this it's just it's one of those things where it's like there's certain genres that you like and you but then you get kind of bored of them so to speak like after going through all the sly coopers and ratchet and clanks and everything else those are like the top two that come to my mind anyways it's just like man i just don't i don't see an appeal to like playing another platformer no because and like i said the main thing is it's on game pass so like i wouldn't i wouldn't buy this game but if it's gonna be on game pass yeah i'll check it out jack black saying it like hell yeah why would I, I can't say no to jack black it's jack black but that's really it for psychonauts too like there it was it was fun little trailer video gameplay shown but meh it's it looks fun to an extent honestly and then we go into bungee which Right off the bat, when it was Bungie, I was like, okay, this is going to be intriguing because Bungie, as you know, with their history with Halo and their relationship with Microsoft, I'm like, this is going to be an intriguing announcement. 
So starting in September, all Destiny 2 and all the current expansions up until September are going to be on Game Pass. That's awesome. And also Game Pass Ultimate will have it available on xCloud. And I was like, okay, this is this is actually pretty badass because we know, like I said, Microsoft with Game Pass and xCloud, they're really pushing services more than like exclusive games, like only on the console. Like we're getting it on PC, we're getting it on the Xbox, and now xCloud. And they're working on a new version of Destiny 2 that's going to run at 4K 60 frames per second on the Series X, which I'm not the biggest Destiny fan. I felt burnt by the first Destiny game. Destiny 2, I got back into it for a little bit. I have friends who swear by that game and put hours and hours, and they're always trying to get me back into it. And I'm like, you know what? Like, I always think about it. I'm always on the fence. Like, I have it installed. I have the expansions. At least two of them, I think. And I was like, well... And then they showed Beyond Light gameplay, which is coming out November 10th on Game Pass. And I was just like, okay, you know what? I'm sold. I'm sold. I'm going to get it. I'm going to play it just because it's it looks good. And I think the Game Pass side of it is what's going to get me back into the game. I hate to admit it. Game Pass is really like the service. This is everyone can can talk about like playstation 5 versus xbox powered exclusives but at the end of the day game pass is a top tier service and that's what's going to edge everyone picking xbox or even pc so it's like it's a win-win now the next game shown is a horror game called stalker 2 right off the bat my notes literally say no clue what's going on in the game but i'm sold that's really it. When it comes to a horror game, if it looks creepy, there's something going on, I want it. And it literally, my next note on it was, haha, no really, I want this fucking game. I have no idea, like, what's going to go on in it, this and that. Obviously, it's a sequel. I don't know anything about Stalker. I mean, and it kind of made me feel a little bad about myself as a horror genre fan from movies and games and stuff to not know Stalker. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to get this game. And it's on Game Pass. But it's one of the few ones where I may actually buy it just to have a case, a physical copy of it in my collection. And to continue with something that seems like it's horror, but I don't know, I feel like it would be, is the Warhammer Dark Tide that was shown next. Now, I kind of feel like there's some creepiness to it. Could be a little horror, a little thriller, jump scares to it, but no gameplay was shown. It was just a quick trailer. And my favorite thing is, as a Warhammer fan who used to, Yes, I used to buy the Warhammer miniatures and paint them and play Warhammer. This was a long time ago. It was like 2003. I got really deep into the vampire counts. I had a really big collection, which was tons of money I spent. I still have everything, though, which is nice. But it was just really, I was really happy to see a Warhammer as a franchise and a game actually in a showcase. Like, that was pretty cool. Like, that made me happy because I'm like, hey, are we getting like a resurgence of Warhammer as a franchise? Like, mainstream and people caring because i'm all for it next up there's a tetris thing i literally put tetris don't care like honestly that's that's like my my that's my notes i don't even know what it's called i don't even remember what it was called it was like i was like oh there's a tetris game showing up all right i'm gonna go to the bathroom i'm gonna go get a coke zero and come back now the next one is the gunk which is from the same creators of the steam world games and anyone who knows me knows steam world dig one and two Love it. SteamWorld Heist, love it. But I feel like this is their first time doing a 3D platformer. And 
I'm going to try this game out. It looks really intriguing. Like you're vacuuming up gunk and there's monsters and visually it just looks nice. There's like, it's like muddled colors, but still somehow vibrant, if that makes sense. And I was like, you know, what? I was like, you're sold. I'm sold on this. And it looks like it could have some moments where there might be like a pop-up scare here and there. And I wish I kind of organized things by genre, but I am going based on how the showcase went. And the next one shown was The Medium. And it's a dual reality game. And I was like, what the hell is that? What the fuck? What the hell is a dual reality game? Like, that's like... And then it was like, oh, well, there's two worlds being rendered simultaneously. So it's like you're walking in the regular world and like the other side of the world like everything's like decaying this it kind of had really strong like silent hill detective type vibes and i'm like okay i was like i'm i'm on poor like right off the bat like watching this i was like you know what this was one of the games instantly i knew i wanted to play this i'm glad it's on game pass if it wasn't on game pass because now i'm judging thing now is if all these games are on game pass would i buy it if it wasn't that's the real question, and the real and the answer to that question is the medium. I would buy. I would buy hundred percent. I would pay sixty for it. It looks amazing. I love horror games, and this whole dual reality gameplay. I'm curious to learn more of how this works. Like, do you push a button to switch between it? Like, how the combats? If there's combat, like I I need a lot more information on this game, and I'm gonna do my hardest and damnedest to find it, and then. Fantasy Star Online 2 was shown. So we went from nice dark gameplay, this and that, to vibrant colors that'll literally hurt your eyes, because that's my issue with Fantasy Star Online 2 right now. Um, it's called New Genesis. I guess it's an expansion or something like that. And it, it's coming out next year. It looks really good. Um, right off the bat, I was like, okay, well, it's Fantasy Star Online 2. So I, I mean, I haven't finished regular Fantasy Star Online 2, even though it's pretty quick. But I'm like, I'm a trade. I'll check this out. Like, I do plan on eventually finishing that game and then i'm curious about this next game from remedy it was called crossfire x and it looked really intriguing um i guess it was like a multiplayer beta and now they're doing a single player for it i'm really mad that the multiplayer is going to be free on game pass but the single player is not going to be on game pass and i was just like well i don't even know what the story like remedy has a track record so right off the bat i'm like well it's going to be a quality game you're going to get what your money's worth with a single player. I've, over the years, have become very less and less, I guess, a, a, amused or intrigued by multiplayer games now. I'm very single-player game, unless it's like a co-op. And if it is multiplayer, it's something like Mario Kart or, like, you know, something fun like that. I'm not going to, like, shooters in the set now. I'm, I've been kind of retired from multiplayer games unless it's an mmo like you know fantasy star or final fantasy 14 so i'm curious to learn more about the single player aspects of crossfire x and i'm hoping remedy will give us some more information on that and then obviously as we approach the end we are getting a new game from playground games and you know we see a little forest and like a little fairy flying around and it's all excited then has the shocked eyes and it gets eaten by a frog and then we find out that it's Fable. Now, obviously, everyone's going to be asking the questions. I'm already asking questions like, is it a remake? Is it a new game? And then I'm like, but it's Fable. So that's all that really matters at the end of the day. Like, I love me some Fable. And I'm 
regardless, like when it comes out, anything like that. I mean, it's going to be on Game Pass, so right off the bat, I'm fine, but I'm going to buy a copy of that just because I like Fable that much. One of my favorite franchises on Xbox. Remember the original Xbox? Fable was my favorite. And then Jade Empire, those are like my top two games on Xbox, besides Halo. So that's that's everything shown. They showed a lot of stuff, but not like a lot of gameplay per se, which I could see how a lot of people are. Like I was reading live tweets along the way. So yeah, they showed a lot of games, but not a lot of gameplay. A lot of stuff still left to be talked about. But like I said, this showcase really showed that Xbox Game Pass as a service is the future and the vehicle and driving force that Microsoft is going forward with, which is smart. And I love that idea. I mean, other than Halo Infinite and State of K3, the reveal games that I'm definitely going to be jumping into the second they're available is Tell Me Why, um, Grounded, uh, Hellblade 2, and definitely The Medium. So it's like those those games right alone set me. And then, you know, games like Warhammer, Dark Tide, Stalker 2, and The Gunk. Like, those, those appeal to me enough where it's like I will be checking those out, you know? But the thing is, there's so many other games, like, because of Game Pass, like, I'm going to try probably everything out, you know? Why wouldn't I? It's going to be a part of a service I'm paying for, so I might as well. And thanks to having a PC and Xbox, it's like, even if for some odd reason I can't get a Series X at launch, at least I know I can still, you know, play them on PC. Because I don't think a lot of, I think outside of Halo Infinite, most of the games are going to be on PC as well. So I'm not really gonna lose any sleep if i can't get a series x at launch i mean maybe i'll get one a month later i don't know we don't even know the price that was the main thing too i know it's no price no release date but then again it was called the game showcase not the console the console's already been revealed now the games have been revealed next up i assume is gonna be console stuff because sony didn't announce you know a price or release date either for the ps5 and i feel like they're both kind of playing like chicken or stalemate with each other and it's like okay who's gonna drop the date and price first and i think they're kind of just like a good old, like, stare down, or like, okay, you go. It's like, no, you go. Kind of like when an annoying, you can overhear an annoying couple on the phone, like, where one, and they're like, no, you hang up. No, you hang up. Oh, no, I love you. No, I love you. Like, that shit's annoying. And, yeah. So that's it for episode 50 of Nerd Name Rock Rock. It's been a year. I was gonna do San Diego Comic-Con, like, stuff, but because of how everything's so spread out with not online panels and someone being live and not video on demand and with work. And honestly, I feel like I don't care about San Diego Comic Con this year. I think because it was canceled and I live in San Diego and yes, it's nice that you could see all the stuff, but I feel like it lost a lot of the glint and glamour because it's like the Wizard of Oz thing. We're, we're technically peeking behind the Wizard's curtain now because everyone got to see these panels. Yes, I don't mind the fact that I have to wait outside in this summer heat to go to a panel but it's like i think just it being canceled and how shoddy collectibles were being um released for pre-orders and ordering online that like it kind of chalks the indio comic-con as a dud this year for me so i'm not uh, i'm not i'm probably not even gonna do anything about it i'm probably not gonna talk about it at all i got a lot of other stuff like i mean i did the power ranger uh trade uh ranger slayer review and I got some other, like, art story arcs and, like, trades that I'm going to be reviewing that are going to be, like, little special episodes that will come out every, like, other week or every three weeks or so. So I got a lot of other stuff planned. And I just don't really want to put the effort into San Diego Comic-Con because it's, like, everything's already shown. Everyone already sees it all. And I don't really 
I haven't even watched half of it because I haven't really cared. I tried to watch a couple panels when they were live and didn't work out for me. So, yeah, thank you for listening to episode 50 of a Nerd Name Mark podcast. Now, now I'm back. So, I edited out all the other stuff after this. This is now current timeline Mark, not the Mark from that episode. Uh, yeah, so basically I did decide not to do any Comic-Con related stuff um, this episode because it is going up late this week. We, 51 will be probably coming out a day after this goes live, which is going to be a normal episode going over my comics and video games and everything else because I got a lot of stuff to talk about. And I'll have a few more story arcs or trades that are going to get review episodes. I'm going to dive into Archie versus Predator again and revisit that. Um, Venom Island, the Power Rangers um, trade paperback for The Psychopath, which is post Lost Galaxy, and it's a really good story. So that's a lot of stuff I'm going to be working on, and that's why I'm going to go over some new Japanese DVD collections I've been getting back into. So there's a lot coming up, so yeah, San Diego Comic-Con stuff just really didn't need to talk about. But yeah, it's been a year, so like I was looking at the numbers and everything else, and you know, I was really, a year ago, a little bit over a year ago, after taking almost a two-year hiatus of being on a podcast, and other than being like a guest here and there, I just didn't, you know, want, know what I wanted to do. I was trying to be a, str- I was, you know, still writing on a website, which was I was burnt out on doing. I was trying to stream like part time, and like I didn't feel that was my niche. And I was like, I, oh, I missed podcasting a lot, and I was really on the fence and wary of starting a new podcast, especially being a solo host and maybe having guests here and there. But I just didn't know how it pan out. I was nervous. I was always on the fence. Like, even when I had my logo, I still waited, like, weeks and weeks to be like, well, what do I do? Even though I did my research and planning, it was more or less, like, the self-doubt. I want to say, or last year, the support, the downloads, the reviews, the feedback, the like, everything on social media, and my emails, like, a lot of support, and I thank all of you for that. You guys are making this, you know, very possible, like, at some point where... I'm going to be expanding another show and everything else soon. So with that being said, you can find a Nerd Name Mark podcast on all major podcasting networks. If you want to see if it's on yours, go to anchor.fm slash A-N-N-M podcast. And you'll have links to all the ones that's on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, Podbean. It's basically anywhere you could think of. It's there for you to listen to. If you want, leave me a nice five-star review on uh, Apple Podcasts. Pretty soon I'm going to do some review readings and review giveaways, um, probably towards the end of August for some stuff. And yeah, so you could also find me on social media. If you just type in a nerd named Mark on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, you'll get my social media pages. Or if you just look in the podcast description, the email and everything else will be right there and conveniently for you to just click on so you don't have to type in things because it's 2020 and why do we want to type things out we can just click on a link but like i said thank you for listening to episode 50 of a nerd named mark podcast my name is mark and i'm a nerd